We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Are you playing it again? Seriously? Really? Again? You don't expect us to talk about it. You make sure everybody in Kansas City this. has this. is a song. good song. It's a great song, but it's going to be stuck in everybody's head in Kansas City now. I think this should part. be. The, I think this should be the anthem for the 2023 Super Bowl champs. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Why? We already did Fight for Your Right to Party back in 2019. That's not good. As long as, well, based on what Cody said, that's going to continue till Kelsey's 40 years old because as long as he's playing tight end for the Chiefs, he's not. Why would, if you're Kelsey, why would you switch that? In fact, this Saturday night, Kelsey's hosting SNL, right? Yeah, this Saturday. Saturday. I expect him to uh, work something like that. They really should have gotten the Beastie Boys like the musical guest instead of a different Kelsey. One of them's. Well, I don't know. Who's going to be Ballor, uh, What's her name? What's her name's the musical actor? So she's not performing at all anymore? Uh, Something Ball- Kelsey. Kelsey Ball- Ballerini. Ballerini. Thank you. Yeah, she's alive. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. Uh, it is Cody and Gold. 11 o'clock hour. Vern's going to join us at 1230. We'll talk some Royals baseball with him. We know Eric Bieniemy though, is out in Washington, D.C. He's the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator for the Commanders. And we'll talk more about the Commanders in a second because... Shockingly, Dan Snyder once again uh, is in hot water with a new report that came out. Pretty consistently, honestly. Good for him. Just constantly well, in trouble. Um, he certainly has a reputation he's established for himself, and it's committed to the bit, except I don't think it's a bit at this point, so we'll get to that. He's the NFL villain. Um, but we know Matt Nagy has been promoted to offensive coordinator, and it turns out, based off of uh, the conversations that Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid had, that they knew all along. This was EB to Adam Schefter on his podcast. I knew going into the season, me and coach, we've talked about this for years. And the thing was, he was like, EB, I don't want to feel like I'm holding you back. And I said, coach, you're not holding me back because this is a special place. Mm-hmm. And he said, you don't have to leave. He's always wanted me to stick around. That's the thing about it. I was always welcome to come back, but he knows me. <laughs> you know, Eric is always looking for a challenge. Eric is always looking for a journey that's gone. Uh, help him to seek uh, a different way of doing things, but also to helping me to grow. And that way I can help the, 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 my circle of people to grow and expand as well. It, it was a hell of a year. It was a great challenge. But on top of that, it was a lot of fun. And it was... Winning that last game kind of put the icing on the cake and it was an emotional moment. And so I've known for a while and, but, but that was something between me and coach. It was nothing that was discussed with any of our other coaches. Okay. And it was just us. And the thing about it, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't a distraction for anyone else. No one else needed to know. And I just wanted to make sure that we went about our business the way we do it every single day without distracting 
anyone from seeking the prize. But you knew that this was going to be your last year in Kansas City in all probability at the beginning of the season. Yes. So that was Eric Bieniemy on Adam Schefter's podcast yesterday. They kept that thing quiet. I mean, we we, we started. It wasn't a distraction, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we, we start as the year went on look, and, and at the very end when the OC jobs were being mentioned, you start to get a sense that, oh, this is actually going to be the year that he leaves. But before the season started, they, I mean, that, that was kept very, very quiet. And clearly it was just because there's only two, two individuals involved in that conversation. I thought two things were notable other than the fact that they had the conversation about him leaving, but also that he claims and, and says that Andy Reid, right, said, you, you don't have to leave. I think there was some mis- misconception out there that... Uh, Andy wanted and, to shove him out. He wanted yeah, change. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw a couple national platforms that the day EB got hired in, in D.C. that, oh, he was only on a one-year deal. That means, that, like, again, one-year deals for coordinators. And That's ro- how they all work. One and two-year rolling deals are not on all, all that uncommon in sports. It's actually way more for, common for coordinators. It's pretty much how all coordinators are hired. It was a big deal when the Patriots gave someone some long-term coordinator position because that's not how anybody does it. The one or two year deals is how pretty much literally everybody does it. And I don't know why it makes a big deal about this. I I'll give credit to Eric Bieniemy for his frustrating. This, this to me is just another one of those, like they needed more, another huge sign of just how good his leadership is because he knew this was his last year in Kansas city He knew that he was going to have to move on. He was clearly and should be frustrated at the fact the NFL wouldn't give him a head coaching job. The NFL is meeting again, by the way, this week about their hiring practices because they realize how bad they are. So once again, he's got to go through all this stuff. And he realized that it was time to make a shift. And it did not distract him from doing his job in even the slightest conceivable way. He was still great at it. That's all that matters. By the way, a little news out of the NFL. It appears Jets GM Joe Douglas has announced that they have started early conversation with Quinnen Williams on a possible contract extension. He's an all-pro. <laughs> well, and that number is interesting because yeah. what does it mean for the number Chris Jones are they trying to get? Are they trying to jump out ahead of the Chiefs? My guess, this, right? if they're starting conversations a full year early, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make sure their number is below whatever you would have to pay Chris Jones in the yeah. same marketplace, and they're trying to pay him a year earlier so that they can drive that number down and have the flexibility now. That doesn't and, seem like an accident to me. And if you're the Cats brothers who are the agents uh, for Chris Jones, you're like, oh, very interesting to see where that That's number fine. comes in. Because you view your guy, of course, as a much better player still, even as great as Quinn and He's Williams a much more is. proven player, yeah, and he's, he's got Super Bowl tax and all two, stuff. Yeah. He's got two rings, and the guy finished top three in defensive player uh, of the year. Quentin Williams was great this year. So I'm not going to be surprised to find out he gets some massive number as well. But no, that number feels like it's whatever that number is. If they begin those early conversations and come to a deal, if I were the chiefs, it's the same thing. Just because they are announcing that they're entering early negotiations. Doesn't mean you can't get your deal done with Chris Jones. First, we talked about this over and over again. And the mistakes you make, like that's, I think during the Tyreek time, we talked about like, Hey, get this deal done before Devante, get this field. And then he got traded and they got the money. You're like, well, you're screwed now. Like, that can happen. You can find yourself priced out of the market in a hurry. Be the first to market. Because the problem is, right now, interior defensive linemen, you realize that there's a massive gap, right? Interior defensive linemen who are dominant at the thing, it's like, if you're really good, you're one of the best top five in the league, you get paid like $20 million a year. And if you're Aaron Donald, you get paid like $30 million a year, and then there's no middle ground. And you would think Chris Jones in the middle, right? Somewhere between $25, $26 million, you would think. 
But I don't know. Maybe he is upwards of $30 million. We talked about that. Four for 120 does not seem out of the question for Chris Jones. No, that's where, you know, Mike Gennetti of Track and, and some others have projected that deal. And the league year starts up on March the 15th, but a lot of moves and, and deals, of course, are going to start happening before that. The scouting combine is not just about the draft. I mean, it is, it's it's free agency as well. I mean, Derek Carr is meeting with teams while he's in Indianapolis. Three so. different, I think. Jets, yeah, Panthers, yeah. and what was the third one he's meeting with? Jets, Panthers. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Saints, maybe? Saints. Again, yeah. or whatever, or never happened. Yeah, that's going to be. Keep an eye on Indianapolis. You'll hear a little bit later on in the show, perhaps from Andy Reid and Brad Veach. They'll have a little media availability today. If there's anything notable from what they say, uh, we will certainly bring that to you. And also being fully aware that it is smokescreen season. Uh, at the NFL Combine. So just because Brett Veach says something doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, for sure the thought process that they're going with. Although sometimes you get little snippets. And, you know, last year, I think one of the, the key things, and now is funny to look back at, he mentioned that, you know, and he was right. Uh, he said, you know, there's going to be someone that's undrafted, undrafted. He said there's back. a thousand yard back. It's going to be undrafted. And they look, they, so that means they really like the running backs in the draft. And of course they drafted a guy in the seventh round and Isaiah Pacheco, who turned out to be a huge, huge factor for this team winning the Super Bowl. And he wasn't quite, was he a thousand all purpose? I don't think he ended up there. Oh, all purpose. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know if what his final total was not on the ground, obviously, but maybe all purpose. Well, it took a little while for the, the missed, receiving stats to go anywhere. He so, also mit, you know, 830 yards, uh, 130, just short, just short of it. 960. Yeah, it appeared. Just short. Pretty close though. That was a, by the way, hell of a prognostication. From Brett, so Beach. stuff like that, or be you know interesting if, if Brett mentions like if he says there's a thousand yard wide receiver who's going to go undrafted <laughs> in this, then you probably have my attention. And whoever you take in the sixth or the seventh, I'm going to care way, 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 way more about than the others. But yeah, no, I'm it's, guessing you won't say about wide receivers because most people are suggesting that this year's wide receiver class is not nearly as good as the last two. Uh, what will be his comment on the tight ends after our conversation we just had is if he comments on on the tight end draft class and maybe. Tips people off Ooh, on one way or the other. Uh, we mentioned the commanders, of course, because Eric Bieniemy uh, is the offense coordinator there. It's another day, and it's another damning headline, damning story for commanders owner Daniel Snyder, who we all know is reportedly trying to sell the team. Employer. Reportedly trying to sell the team. We've known that for a while, but there's still some people that are skeptical whether he'll actually do that. But there's a couple new items out today. One, the Washington Post, who is owned by Jeff Bezos, which is also part of this whole thing, mm-hmm. is reporting that Daniel Snyder is demanding the NFL and owners. Uh, basically uh, make it to where he is uh, no longer legally responsible responsible if he sells the commanders or he'll sue them. (laughs) Um, So that has angered some owners reportedly, and that's why they're talking about just kicking his ass out of the league again. Then this morning there was a full, full story from ESPN that clearly took some time to put together about – a loan for $50 million, allegedly, that was taken out without the knowledge of the other minority owners for the commanders at the time. Which is required in order to take out the loan. Uh, And so that's part of the federal investigation that is ongoing with Daniel Snyder. And in the article, it references that, I mean, you're talking if you could, if he's actually, if everything plays out the way it potentially could, like that's actually real federal prison time based off of fraudulent $50 million loans. So here's the thing. This is now, and I know that it feels like um, every six weeks we have some other awful thing to tell you about Dan Snyder, and and that's not inaccurate. No, Nick's a big fan of Dan Snyder, so it hurts him whenever we bring this up on the show. Pretty consistently shown up in the news. This one is big enough that it could actually get Goodell. Like, I just want to make it, this story is big enough, it could actually get Goodell out. I I don't think yet I'm willing to say that. 
But yeah, dig into the, the story part of this. Like him too much and I know, him. but God, dude, he was screwing him over. Like he was approving. He has to approve these debt buys. He told the minority owners who wanted Dan Snyder out that they just had to sell to him. And then he forced him to do it. And then he approved. And before that, he had approved a loan that he wasn't supposed to approve unless the other minority owners were involved. He did not punish Dan Snyder. He did not inform the other owners of his misbehavior. He brushed it completely under the rug, which sometimes is is Goodell's job. And the other owners would like them to do that for him as well, right? Like if you're another owner, you're like, boy, he's going to protect my ass from real serious trouble. But the problem is you protected the wrong guy. Dan Snyder was always going to turn on you if, if, if he was staring down the barrel of it, right? And that's what's happening. He realizes how much trouble he's in. He took out a $55 million loan fraudulently without getting the permission from people he had to get. He was reportedly, you know, like using funds from the team. He charged the team $4.5 million to stick the Washington logo on his private jet. Yeah, that's what the story says. Like, it's all pretty horrifying from Daniel Snyder's perspective. Uh, Like, look, he's going to be out. We know Dan Snyder's going to be gone. We're not going to have to keep talking about him, whether it be all the really terrible stuff that he was doing with, like, cheerleading photo stuff based on multiple reports or allegedly or all of the financial improprieties. But he clearly was just living this insanely lavish lifestyle and was trying to use the team for these functions, and now he's going to be in a lot of trouble. The question is, does it get Goodell to? Like, are enough of the billionaire owners going to be mad at him too? Because he's been protecting this guy for years. I think it's pretty wishful thinking to, to suggest that all the owners are going to turn on Roger Goodell. I don't care if Goodell keeps um, his job. It doesn't so matter I think to me. that's probably wishful thinking. However, as far as the other, the reason why this is something finally that could really get Daniel Snyder in trouble is because uh, he wasn't just ripping off normal people um like he was ripping off you um, you think there's no punishment yeah, for his he crimes. was ripping off other billionaires which that's when that's when people really start to notice cody when you start ripping off other billionaires that are powerful as well that's when uh you're going to get yourself in some trouble and that's where daniel snyder in particular may have may have messed up more than than any other time uh in terms of actually facing consequences but i'm just glad we're not in dc could you imagine like we talk about it i feel like a lot here off and on, could you imagine if you were in Washington D.C. and you're doing radio? Uh, you just, just be, be praying miserable. every day that Absolutely they would just be miserable. They're going to have a you know we have a parade for championships here in Kansas City. There will be a parade in Washington D.C. or probably in Virginia, I guess, or the Maryland area. Uh, that whole area. Just when he's gone. Just when he actually is no longer the owner, they should hold they should hold a parade there. Yeah, probably. It's the worst owner in sports, right? Is there uh, a worse one? It's not close. It's not close. Nick, is there a worse? Anybody want to no. take a? Anybody want to? I know people don't like one? the Cavs owner, but he's not anywhere nearly as. Oh, bad. he sucks too, he's but he's not nearly as bad as Dan Snyder. Not even close, man. Artie Moreno. I like sucks. all billionaires. Nick's a big fan of Daniel Snyder. He's talked about it a lot. He didn't want us to do this topic today. I like he anyone. Said, Guys, I like anyone who has been able to amass that, that those types of fortunes. You respect being able to amass that amount uh-huh. of money. You know, even if you inherited it, even if you inherited <laughs> it, you didn't lose it, did you? That's worth something. I mean, I guess you turned it into more money in Daniel Snyder's case, Who's your case, favorite right? billionaire? Hmm. Jerry? Jones? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, who? Jerry who? No, it's not Jerry Jones. <laughs> okay, who is it? Uh, Warren Buffett's high up on the list, I think. I don't Cody's an don't, Oprah guy, I, don't I can know. tell. Yeah, Oprah. Oprah's a strong answer. answer. Nick, 
She Other than Dan nice. Snyder? I know you love Dan Snyder. So many to choose from. There are. There's more billionaires than ever before, actually, to choose from. You know that? More than ever. Uh-huh. I, I really want you to just name one that, like, nobody's ever. He's looking. He's thinking. He's no. thinking. The guy who um, basically implemented uh, telephone services in Mexico. I think he's, like, the third richest guy in the world. Is he a nice person? Or is I don't, he just I don't rich? know. I just like that he did that. <laughs> you just like that he did that? Yeah. Carlos Slim? Yeah, is that what? $89.5 billion? Yeah, what's $89.5 uh, billion? Dollars? Can you explain to us what he did? Uh, they control Latin America's biggest mobile telecom firm. Yeah. Making the world a smaller place. <laughs> That's your stance on it? Why is that funny? That's exactly what he's doing. <sighs> he's the 13th richest... Most what? Yeah, twentieth most powerful person on on Earth, thirteenth richest. He's Carlos 80. Slim is a very good billionaire name, by the way. Say what's not slim is wallet, because of all the money. Get it? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well done, Nick. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless yeah. he's like gold, he doesn't should, carry cash. Someone said, "Shouldn't our favorite billionaire be Clark Hunt?" He's high on the list. He's high on the list. <laughs> Don't tell me who my favorite billionaire. We've has had to be. that one on our. We've had that billionaire on this show. He's the only billionaire we've ever had on the show. This is like our right. except Mahomes conversation. Except for a, the local the sta- billionaires. The Who's your favorite? Had, the station's had a couple billionaires, but this show's only had one billionaire on it. Is that it? Just the, only the one billionaire? This show, one billionaire. Yeah, we should get John Sherman on. Do I'd we like know to... that anybody else that we've had on has not went on to become a billionaire? Yes. How do you know that? Do you keep a running tally? Mahomes eventually. Eventually right? Mahomes for, for Carrington. Uh, they've had Clark Hunt. They've also had, I think, John Sherman on the morning show. So the station's had multiple billionaires, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking to add to that total, if you know a billionaire who'd like to come on this show, just give us a text, 913-586-7610. Just any billionaire, and we don't care what they're talking about? Correct. We let them, we can, we'll let them further their agenda, their billionaire agendas. <laughs> I don't even know what, what that means. Okay. Well, Let's get to the trash either way. of the day, you know? Trash of the day. Someone says, why is nobody saying Mark Cuban? Eh, I don't mind Mark Cuban. I like that pharmaceutical company he's starting. Mm-hmm. Seems cool. Seems yeah. like a good thing for people. Drugs seem cool. Well, and his, the situation, the, the business that he's... He's making them yeah. affordable for everybody. I think yeah. that's pretty cool, Nick. Hmm. You know? That's, that's what he wants you to think. What do you mean that's what he wants me to think? All right, the trash of the day actually has to do with sports a little bit here. And it's something that maybe some of you already knew about but i saw this come across my timeline two days ago and i didn't know this was a thing and it's actually somewhat of a genius move did you guys know that thinking of the washington commanders we're talking a lot about them um when they were in the super bowl this was back in the 80s and the federal government in particular i believe it was the u.s marshals said you know what we're going to use this to our advantage cody we're going to convince people that they want a bunch of Super Bowl tickets that are criminals and surely they will show up to claim their free tickets and when they do we're going to arrest them this is something that happened invitations to a party were among 3,000 wanted persons were among 3,000 wanted persons sent invitations to a party and a football match but they didn't know that the offer to see the Washington Redskins in action had come from the police department they're queuing for a free ticket to watch the Redskins football team a chance few Washington people could resist, which is exactly what the local police were banking on. They'd sent out invitations to pick up tickets for yesterday's game to the last known addresses of 3,000 criminals on the run. 
The operation took weeks to organize. It started soon after dawn yesterday. Waiting in the wings was the SWAT team, armed policemen ready to pounce. The smiling lady gently steering this man along the corridor is a policewoman. So are the cheerleaders. Most officers carried a gun, including the Indian chief and the man who played the chicken. Claiming your free ticket was easy. All you needed was proof of identity, which the police checked with the team upstairs. Ralph Edward Conklin, Confirmed. Another winner, Mr. T, Mr. T. What a marvelous occasion. The lucky winners, overcome at the prospect of watching their favorite team play, waltzed off to claim their free tickets. But the master of ceremonies was a senior policeman. Genius. Genius move. Do you think was they that do, the most British guy oh, ever? It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Also, it's the waiter popping up. Another winner. Look no, at him. He's going you, upstairs for his the ticket. Video, these people are so excited. They thought they won tickets. They're all people that were wanted. And so they show up and they're like, and of course, they think they're they're claiming their tickets. So they give them their driver's license. So then they basically walkie talkied up and said, oh, yeah, so-and-so's here. They got their file, and then they said, all right, it's your turn. We'll get you in the room to get your tickets, and then they got arrested there. Genius. Do you think This would work again, Dude, by the way. This would work again. Talking about an Free emotional swing. Well, I thought it was a brilliant decision back in 1985, and they should do it again. You're telling me they wouldn't get people? We are. We see local law enforcement agencies do these funny posts. Where are get you people. calling for police things? Yeah, dude, you are a <laughs> cop. Supporting billionaires yesterday. He's just talking about like how criminal, he, most wanted criminals. This was a brilliant move back in 1985. I thought it was genius. Were you I a didn't hall know, monitor back I didn't in grade school? <laughs> I, was, I was not. I was not. But I, I do. Did you want to be? No, no. I was on safety. Have you ever snitched like, on someone? No, but I was on safety. Well, we do it every Thursday on this show. We have a snitch line. Uh, we have uh, the safety patrol in elementary school for like, for, I don't know, a month or whatever. I was on safety patrol. Do you know what safety patrol is? No, but it seems oh. embarrassing. No, it was. In the parking lot after school, you were like, you had like a vest on. It was safety patrol, make sure people could safely get. That's would you voluntarily signed up for that? I like how Cody said that's embarrassing. You said no, and then explained it in the most embarrassing (laughs) way possible. You wore like a vest, and you kept the other kids safe. You're like, oh my god. It was called other people had safety patrol. (laughs) No, later what's safe. Do you know you don't know what say? Yeah, it's right. It's safety patrol. We didn't have safety patrol. Were you the president of Dare as well? No, it's just it was literally called safety patrol in elementary school. Anybody that went to late the school and district. And when you were when you were about. wearing that vest, were you just beating chicks off with a stick? Like they were just like, Alex, please <laughs> go out with me, me. Please. I was in I was in fifth grade. Thank you very much. People don't fifth, forget fifth grade. People remember when you were yeah, that it's like, safety it's like patrol safety officer. Patrol. That's what a safety patrol That is. just does not make it less dorky. It's dorkier. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. Who gives a damn? I was in fifth grade. <sighs> you know what I was doing in fifth seen, grade? Cody, I got in I've trouble for you. leaving school early. Yeah, I smoking cigs on the parking lot. <laughs> I was yes. not smoking cigarettes. <laughs> But I did get in trouble for leaving. We've early. seen your yearbook photo. It definitely was not cigarettes. Well, everyone it was looks dorky. Else. It's just about the actions that that increase it. Yeah. Plus, Alex said or Nick said that my my yearbook photo made me look like I was the kind of person dealing drugs, not keeping people. Yeah, safe. I said you looked like a burnout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Skipping gym class to go smoke cigarettes behind the football stadium. Very different vibe. We let someone into the uh, someone in the guillotine league for that. For correctly identifying that. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Chiefs have named a new quarterback coach. If that means anything to you. David Girardi, who's assi- apparently the assistant quarterback coach before this. Well, now Mahomes is going to win a third MVP.
because, because the assistant, of David Girardi. That's it. He's the reason for it. Yeah. They said they had interviewed uh, Marcus Brady, who's now the Colts offensive coordinator, and Pep Hamilton for the same role mm-hmm. of offensive coordinator as Matt Nagy, but then eventually just bumped up Matt Nagy and bumped yeah. up Girardi. Text line, people, people know what I was talking about now. Text line, I appreciate that. Someone said every student, and I didn't go to a Catholic school, but someone says every student after fifth grade had to do safety patrol each year for a week in Catholic schools in Olathe. I didn't know that was a thing. Did you like? Did you? I volunteered. Rule yes. with an iron fist. No, or I was. Were you pretty like lenient? A month. It was like for a month. Yeah. How yeah. serious did you take? Like, it? were you pretty relaxed remember. with it? I was in fifth grade, so I don't remember. I don't even. I can't even tell you how long I did it. What was your ni- What was like your a, main duty? It's a great question. Making sure people cross the street, the like the actual in the in the school parking lot. Not even the street. You had the parking like, lot. you had a vest and you had like a. You had the ones. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh yeah! God. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <sighs> Getting worse. I think we need to pun. I think we need to bully you just residually. Honestly, I think that if we ever bring back the wheel of punishments, that should be on it. You should have to go to a local elementary <laughs> school and become a safety offer, officer again. Yeah, but and that's use not the fair. light up cone that's things. Not, that's not fair at all because only you and I can. And Nick's not allowed near schools. We've established that, so that's that's the only problem. not true. So uh, he can't even be part of that punishment, which isn't fair. Just like he hasn't done the other punishment that he still owes us. So. Why do you guys insinuate? That <laughs> I I'm did like not a child, say it. You insinuate that I'm a child molester. I did not say that at all. He didn't so I'm specify. Not, I'm not allowed near schools. There could be other reasons. Yeah, like drugs. Yeah. Other malfeasance. Don't say malfeasance, <laughs> nerd. Who's the nerd now? <laughs> yeah. You guys are both getting wedges during the commercial break. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the trash of the day. Uh, coming up next, we'll get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Some of the other notable things that Andy Reid is saying and. We talked about this a little bit about legacy for two Chiefs players, but there's a third player that I think will be interesting how Chiefs fans remember him. If, in fact, he's not on the team in 2023, we'll tell you who that is next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, welcome into the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold and your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is like torture. This is what people do to torture people. Whose voice was that? That's that's just the Chiefs Red Half Hour. That's the alternate intro. There's no Mitch Holt. I prefer the Mitch Holt this intro. It's Chiefs Red Half Hour on the 610 Sports Radio. What the hell is that? Yeah, we do we do Mitch most days. Who was that? I've never heard that one. Who was that? It was uh, Adam. No, who was that? It was Adam. Like, we don't even, our station even called 610 Sports Radio, so I'm very confused where you got that from. But you fixed it. Just someone in the hallway record that? No, it just, uh, this is the alternate Chiefs Red Half Hour intro. Hmm. Hmm. You just change it. Yeah, it's okay, though. Not really. I didn't like it. You're going to be okay? I didn't really like it. It really upset you. I don't really like it. I mean, it's not my favorite. 
Well, just inaccurate is what it is. It's not accurate. We don't call our station. Well, our number is 610. In a way, it's not Numerically, yeah. Yeah, numerically, it is 610. Why are we using chat GPT or whatever the hell it's called for our intros? I don't think chat GPT does. Not yet. Oh, not yet. I'm sure they do. Cody's got a smirk like thought it was the most hilarious thing you did, I think. I think he is smirking at how upset you are. (laughs) No, I just I just don't know who his voice was, and you wouldn't say. Text, text I thinks it's uh, Jed Marshall. No, I don't think it was Jed. Could be Jed. Or it's your your future long-term boss is what the text line is guessing. That oh, would be ChatGPT. I think it might be Pete. Wait, what, what was that? I said, or ChatGPT, your future boss, the computer. You're just kicking Mitch Holtis to the curb? That's rude, man. Well, Mitch deserves Nick an offseason just like Nick everybody Short else. did not want Mitch Holtis to do the intro for our Chiefs Red F Hour anymore. Just this one time, though. Yeah, Mitch deserves an offseason, I think, like everybody. Well, shockingly, he, he really doesn't. Hard. He already recorded it. He, he, he doesn't do it live, despite what people every may think. Every day. Every day he comes in and records that live. <laughs> just he just stops he, in. He pops in studio. He's like, can I have one day off? For literally 10 seconds. He's like, I'd like one day off, please. <laughs> that would be the most egregious waste of someone's time of maybe all time. To have them well, come he, gets in paid, here. he gets paid good money. <laughs> we pay him $5,000 From the 913. He up to say it. From the 913, 610 Sports Radio. Holy hell, that was terrible. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't we'll get to the bottom of that later, clearly. Mm-hmm. To really crack down. By the way, Andy Reid is speaking to the media. So is Brett Veach. They're both speaking Indianapolis right now. Talking about a player that we were going to talk about anyway. In Orlando Brown Jr. in his time in Kansas City. He said that franchise tag remains an option, but it still makes more sense to get a long-term deal done. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, what he should be saying. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> what he should be saying. That's that's all you're supposed to say. I still Could think you, you have to entertain all. Franchise and play the whole way through, uh, tag and trade, and long-term extension. I've told you the many reasons why I wouldn't do a long-term extension with Orlando Brown Jr. Right. But no matter what, I'm not going to look through his time in Kansas City negatively. Like, we we did this a bit with, we did it with Frank Clark, we did it with Chris Jones. Like, if these are the last days of, if we've already seen the last day of the, Orlando Brown Jr. era, which was short here in Kansas City. What do we think about it? The answer is it went fine. You got exactly out of what it out of the trade what you wanted to. You traded for Orlando Brown Jr. because you needed a left tackle and you needed a good enough offensive line that you could win the Super Bowl. What'd you do, Gold? You had a good enough offensive line. You had one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, and you won the Super Bowl. There's no way you'd anybody would give up their first round pick right now if it guaranteed you two years later a Super Bowl title, right? Even if it feels like it's paying a slightly higher price, it's worth it. It's worth it, even if he never plays another snap for Kansas City. Of course it was. And it go back to the timing of how everything was playing out. They were coming off a terrible offensive line performance in the Super Bowl, and everybody was panicking and freaking out and saying, you got to overhaul this offensive line, in which they did in a variety of ways, including with trading for Orlando Brown Jr. At the time, that wasn't plan A. That's what actually makes it more impressive in how it, pl- how it played out for the Chiefs. Plan A was getting Trent Williams. We know that. Plan A was signing Trent Williams. They thought they had a great chance to do so. He ended up staying with the 49ers. So they pivoted to plan B or C. And we all were sitting here saying there's no way they're trading with the Ravens because the Ravens won't trade to the Chiefs. That time we thought Baltimore was the Chiefs' biggest rival. It's kind of funny how things change. We thought Baltimore was the biggest obstacle and a team that wouldn't want to work with the Chiefs because that was their big contender. Fast forward now, Baltimore may not even have Lamar Jackson anymore come next, next season. But they traded for Orlando Brown Jr., to this point, they haven't had to give him the long-term deal. They had him on a cheap deal for one year. 
They have him on a tag for, for the second year that led to a Super Bowl, and there's a chance they'll either have him on a tag for a third or they'll trade him because I, I don't think they're getting a long-term deal done. Based on everything that happened last summer, what would make us believe that that's going to happen? The Chiefs gave Did him an offer. they just decide to come up the, on the price? The, the Chiefs gave him an offer. He declined it. His number was too high in their mind. Based on his performance, all right, maybe you bump it up a little bit, but he he's not going to come down from that. Dog. I don't. I, in his mind, he probably feels like with how he performed in the Super Bowl, Cody, and that offensive line, they gave up zero sacks. He probably thinks he's worth maybe more than what he was at. He gave up a single year. pressure in the entire postseason yeah. this like year, and if you're it, doing that, then... In, in his mind, he's probably thinking he's worth more. But the trade was great. The trade was great. No, I mean, honestly, no matter how this ends up turning out. In fact, if they don't give him a long-term deal, you would actually probably view the trade even more favorably, as long as you have the, your, your other plan. The problem with franchising him and just keeping him here, because you had asked me before, you're like, I just play a full year out. Like, what's the benefit in trading him away now? And I've told you, because you'd get draft pick compensation back for him. More draft pick compensation than you would get back ever. I think in a comp formula, I think the best you would probably do is a third. And he could sign a big contract, so maybe, maybe you get a third. Maybe you get the maximum comp pick out of Orlando Brown Jr., but you can get more than that on the market. And franchise tagging him and making him play under the franchise tag for the second consecutive year gives you all that financial flexibility for it's gone. It's gone. The financial flexibility actually comes with extending him. There is, there's not there's not financial flexibility in franchise tagging and moving him on. Then you have to move Mahomes' mon- number around just to make all of these things fit. And the ability to sign a lot of free agent deals doesn't give you that. They're, they're, I mean, Brett Veach admitted in the same thing today. He's like, yeah, we've got some work to do on the cap. And they're not in bad cap position. They're better than a lot of other NFL teams are under normal circumstances. But the franchise tag offers no flexibility. It's $20 million. There's no yeah, let's move this here, this year. there. I, it's I, just it's constantly that. there. I'm fine with that for next year. If you're telling me there's a $20 million cap hit for Orlando Brown Jr., I have I have no problem with that whatsoever. This is uh, what Brett Veach had to say a short while ago in Indianapolis, though, when it comes to long-term deal with Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, I mean, it's an option. It, you know, we went through this um, path last year, and as always, Herbie, you, you know, it's more beneficial for us to, to get something done long-term, and you know, that's why this, this season is so important for us. And, and really, this is a start. I mean, we'll have a lot of dialogue. You know, as you know, I mean, the Combine is great to come in here and check out the new college uh, talent. But a lot of the time here, we're spent talking with the agents of our players. So start exchanging information. Now, uh, unlike last year, I think we have at least a, a runway to work with. And, you know, we, we've gotten to know his team a little bit better. So, you know, we're excited to get that process started here. And hopefully we can get something figured out. That last part is the difference. And I don't know if it's good or bad. It certainly doesn't hurt, I guess. So probably it can only be positive. It doesn't mean a deal will get done. But Orlando Brown Jr. this time last year didn't even have an agent. Didn't even have an agent to represent him. And then he was in no rush. I think the, the exact quotes that were coming out from his mentor were like, oh, he's going to enjoy the offseason. He's got to worry about Patrick's wedding. Remember, like, all that stuff. Oh, was that was the out. weirdest of the comments. That was, that was some of the conversation. Look at the best man. Don't <laughs> right. make me plan a bunch of stuff. It was weird. And then it took until, what, May before he actually got an agent. And then his agent, the, you know, people were very critical of, of the hire because he had no experience uh, negotiating NFL contracts. Wasn't he like an NHL guy? I don't know if he was an NFL guy. Um, and so now maybe a year into this, there's a little bit better relationship. But you know, every, you know, what someone thinks is reasonable, the other person may not think is reasonable. And that's, that's part of the dilemma. I'm sure Orlando Brown Jr. thought he was more than reasonable a year ago. And the Chiefs thought they were probably more than reasonable a year ago as well. So we'll see what gives. I, I just don't know, know how it moves. It doesn't yeah. make any sense for the numbers to move. The Chiefs are still going to feel exactly the way I would think they felt about Orlando Brown Jr., and now they could just decide maybe like, ah, this is where tackles are going to go, right? But there hasn't been a lot of movement in that market since Orlando Brown Jr. turned down that last deal. 
we all know that it was a paper final year to make him the highest paid left tackle in NFL history. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. We understand that it was more like a five for 95. It was closer to like a $20 million a year deal than anything else. And then that final year was just to make it so you could say, I'm the highest paid left tackle in NFL history. We get that that's how it was established. But like, how much higher are they willing to go? I mean, they want to go to $200 million because it feels like that's what Orlando Brown Jr. wants. Or he wants a much more realistic 170, 165, something that isn't just on paper and instead has way more guarantees in the front end of this deal. And the Chiefs want to have flexibility with Orlando Brown Jr. because they don't know. Because it's paying him top left tackle money and he's the eighth best left tackle. That just, that's the mistake teams make with quarterbacks all the time. And when you got the quarterback, why make that mistake at a different position, you know? What's what's how's that worth it? You don't have to pay Daniel Jones thirty five million dollars a year, so great. But don't make the same mistake. But at left tackle, I know it's not thirty five million, but that's the same thing. It's just doing it at a different position, well, and it can put you in an equally bad position. They showed us last year. I don't think they're going to do that. Like I'm not. I'm not. I mean, if, to me, I have plenty of confidence that uh, the dollar amount that the Chiefs offered last year, maybe they structured a little bit differently to Orlando Brown Jr. But they're not. They're not going to make Orlando Brown Jr. Like the true numbers, he's not going to get what I think he wants. And so the question is if there's compromise on the other side, if not, I think we're going to be talking about on draft night. Uh, once he's already, he's already tagged by that point. We're going to be talking about, are they going to, is there, is there any noise about potential suitors? to that? Was it a week or, before that they traded Tyreek? Two weeks no, before? No, before the draft. No, they traded Tyreek early. Remember Tyreek Hill was pretty early in the off season. You might be, I was trying to figure it, like, it was, it was, it was early. It was really early. That's what caught us everybody off guard. Like uh, Devontae Adams got traded. That's Friday or Saturday. And then that Monday, or Tuesday was the the Tyreek Hill news. It was earlier in the offseason. What was he? You can probably look up the exact date. Now. March 23rd. Yeah, so it's pretty early. Next yeah, month. Yeah, but I mean, that's still only about a week before the draft. Two weeks before. No, the draft. Oh, wait, no. That's a month yeah, before yeah, the yeah, draft. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, that's, that, that, that was a month ahead of the draft. Okay, so about a month was, ahead of the draft. It was two weeks into the league. Two yeah. weeks into the new league year or whatever. I mean, I'm just trying to decide, like, what's the timeline where I feel like those rumors or conversations. Because okay. yeah. if you're going to tag him. You might as well kick it around. You might as well find out what it looks like. Peter King, of course, well-connected, as we know. And there was a name that he threw out, though, of potential trades, as we're talking about trade candidates. And he thinks the Chiefs might have interest in a cornerback that we've talked about in Kansas City a couple years ago. And certainly he's made some comments about former Chief Tyree Kill a couple years ago. Well, he's not J- here anymore, so Jalen Ramsey, who has been considered for many years as one of the best cornerbacks in football. I think he's still kind of considered. That, I think he? he's still on the top end. I don't think he is as dominant what he was two years ago. Now, in fairness, the Rams defense this past year was a disaster. They finished bottom five, I believe. And yes, he was on that defense. I don't think it was all on him. But if Peter King's saying it, like you, you, you perk up a little bit, right? Because it's Peter King has earned that reputation. He says the Chiefs have explored, or excuse me, he says the Chiefs might be a team that would explore the possibility of Jalen Ramsey getting traded. And the money behind it, basically, three more years of control until Ramsey's 31. Cap hits of 17 million, 19 and a half, and 20 million. For the acquiring team, right? Correct. And he said the Rams, he believes, would look for a low first round pick. And then that's where he ended up getting to the Chiefs because the Chiefs, of course, would be 31st overall. He also mentions the Bills and the Cowboys. This seems like a Cowboys move. All I guess seems like a Dallas Cowboys trade. Big name, Jalen Ramsey, Jerry Jones can't help himself. I'm not all that interested. Um, I think Jalen Ramsey is a, is a hell of a player, but 
Do I want to give up draft assets again? Do I want to pay that kind of money? We just talked about Lajarius Sneed yesterday. This would ensure, well, you're definitely not yeah, paying this, Sneed. This if you would did mean that you'd definitely be moving him. Be trading Sneed away. Yeah, at that point in time, to where you would look at the the draft picks being a little bit different. If their plan is to not extend Sneed, then I guess this becomes a little bit more realistic option. So I, I feel like they should be looking for their superstar corner that they're going to pay in the draft. But th- this wouldn't prevent them. Let's say McDuffie ends up being that guy because I think McDuffie's been really good. This wouldn't prevent them from doing that. McDuffie's got four years left of runway, including a fifth-year option that would be available to them if he really is that player. There's only three years left in this Jalen Ramsey deal. You really wouldn't want to be on the hook for Jalen Ramsey anymore beyond that just because of age and how these normal things work in the NFL. There's one thing he possesses that at least interests me in this. The one thing that makes him different than any other defender currently on the Chiefs, and that is... He is a turnover-making machine. Does that part not at least perk your ears up? He has eight interceptions and three forced fumbles and recoveries in the last two seasons. The Chiefs, over the last few years, don't really have the ball hawk on defense, right? That's no, not something that, they've uh, possessed. It hasn't stopped them from winning a Super Bowl. I'm not going to try and get it, but like that is a missing element of their defense. It is, but the way, and I know you didn't word it this way. It's just how they, how I'm sure the Rams would love to promote it. That stat makes it sound a hell of a lot better than what it actually is. Because last year. Yeah. Well, last year was not the reason why two fumbles and one pick. So it sounds great to say he had eight in the last two years. Oh, he must've had four each year, five. What? He had two last year, but he wasn't a a much worse defense. And when given the opportunity, he obviously, if I'm trading for you, I need you to elevate my defense. I, I need like, to me, I'm, I'm sure they had four interceptions last year. Two thousand. Oh, this says one. Oh, one. For, excuse me, three. One for a touchdown. Four overall. Got I'm it. Sorry. There yeah, you go. four last well, year. Four the year before. More sense. Well, yeah, yeah but, and two forced fumbles this year. One the year before. So pretty even. I mean, look, he's he's had better years. Like he's still not. He's not the eight or nine interception guy either. Like he's yeah, not I mean, he the top all, end guy of that either. But he does force turnovers. He was an All Pro the two prior years. First team. 20, yeah, 20, 20 me, 21. But last this guy, year, this guy fits a lot of the model of the complaints you have about D hop or any of these other guys. He's under 30. It, you only have to go one year removed before you say he was an all pro. He makes turnovers yeah. based on the acquiring team's price. He's not deathly expensive. I'm not saying $20 million pick. is not nothing. And a first round pick. Yeah. But I mean, I got That's two not. years out of Orlando Brown jr. And just said it worked to me. This would be the same thing. If you mm-hmm. want a super bowl in the three year Jalen Ramsey was here, it'd be worth the first round pick. And I wouldn't care. But is that how we're grading everything though? Like just because like that, I understand like but the, the chiefs fr- right now titles. Yeah. That's no, a no, big grading product. No, but what I'm saying is Cody. So Frank Clark, we obviously said the trade work cause they won rings, but now anytime the chiefs made a trade, we did the trade was automatically successful. Like as if that, that's saying like Orlando, that player's the reason why they won the super bowl. I, I get how why we phrase things that way. I'm just acknowledging that if the tree, the Chiefs make a trade and they win the Super Bowl next year. I'm not automatically saying no, the trade the year before was 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 successful. I mean, I guess. no, but it's hard to imagine in a world that it wouldn't matter because, like, you could have said about the either two deals. But it's clear, right? The trade for Frank Clark made a difference. Absolutely. It was a big benefactor for why they won two Super Bowls. The trade for Orlando Brown—that's a big reason why they won the Super Bowl this year. Right. But it's I hard to imagine Jalen Ramsey'd be on this team. They'd win the Super Bowl next year, and he wouldn't have a big part. No, but like they won a Super Bowl without Jalen Ramsey this year. I don't think it's like, man, next year if they win the Super Bowl, it's because they went out and traded. Well, then for shouldn't Jaylen we just Ramsey? have the same conversation about Orlando Brown Jr.? They won a Super Bowl without him, so he didn't matter. The Super Bowl win at all? Left tackle. He's a corner. I mean, that's an left equally tackle. valuable I just position. Saw the Chiefs do it with three rookie corners, Cody. Yesterday, your whole argument to me was that they don't need Snead. They don't need to pay a corner. But I saw them today, win. A... Now we want to today. We want to trade a first round pick for a corner and pay him twenty million a year. No, but I I don't think the logic there is just because it's left tackle. They pay won a Snead. Super Bowl with a no name left ta- with a no name 
offense, borderline, pretty inexpensive offensive line the first time. I mean, Eric Fisher wasn't making a bunch of money by the time that thing rolled around. I mean, I get it. They paid they paid Mitchell Schwartz, but they're paying Joe Tooney. It's not like there aren't other offensive linemen they've spent money on. To me, corner, I, I mean, I'd have a hard time if they made that deal not thinking it was Just a... Just give Snead the contract. They'll give him a first-round pick and pay, pay $20 that's fine. Million a year. I don't have a problem Just with that. Snead's younger. And, they could and, pay him the money. They'd probably pay him less than $20 million a year or maybe be on par, whatever Charverius Ward got in the previous season. I'm not like, this is not one of those, like, let's do it. It's one of those, Are you surprised I mean, I'd kick it around. Out? You surprised that Peter King mentioned the chiefs less so because the chiefs have actually shown more of a willingness to invest in that position than they ever had before. Because before I told you, I wasn't sure Brett Veach even cared about the, the position. Mm-hmm. I was like, does Brett Veach even care about this position? He just keeps rolling in a bunch of sixth round picks and nobody's off the scrap heap. He keeps bringing in the, you know, like he keeps bringing in the one year veterans of the world that don't seemingly matter. And then all in one year, he traded up for a guy at 21. He drafted two other guys. He has shown, you know, and like, and then if he signed Snead, well, then maybe his value of that position has changed dramatically. If you asked me this a year ago, I'd said there's no chance they're going after him. They seem to value the position a little bit differently over these last few years. Like a 5% chance. To me, it's a moving target. They just keep trying to find the guys who are a little bit below market value. Jalen Ramsey does at least fit that. For the acquiring team, he's below market value for what an elite corner of his skill set would typically cost, a guy who's an all-pro. But you got to give it the draft pick compensation to so does it make it worth it. Gun to your head. Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins. Wait, I have to pick one? I mean, you, I guess you can choose the gun if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third choice. You're like, you know what? I died happy knowing that neither of those guys ended up in Kansas City. Well, since, we're, since we're doing hypotheticals, the answer will be Hopkins because I can get him on his final two years. We're just going to play hypotheticals and as act as if he's not going to ask for a new deal. So the answer yeah. is Hopkins. He could I know ask, the number you could for say yes. And- you could ask, you say yes, and then the second you trade for him, you say, gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. What would happen if, if the NFL team did that? Nobody would ever agree to play for them again. Just said, gotcha, bitch, issues. to somebody he when they showed up? would have issues with their agent and other players. NFL, and can the NFLPA like, get involved? Well, no. There would just be issues with the trade like relationships. Nobody would GM. ever Who's his agent? Do you think you'd, you think you'd ever <laughs> no, need to work with him again? he's self-repped. DeAndre Hopkins is self-repped, I believe. Well, that's the case. Then who are you pissing off? Him? I don't care about that. He's self-repped? Uh, this article, I mean, it worked I out okay. I don't know. He gets this... to keep that six percent or whatever. That I mean, good for him. That's the case. Is that what it is? Agents only get six percent. I think it varies in the industry. Like some people are ten, some is three to five. I think it depends on if you're an agent for an NFL player, uh, no, he sports has a, radio, he, he... a sports radio producer. Yeah. Or how much do you pay your agent? Uh, I, I represent myself. You're self-repped as well. I'm self-repped. Wow. So you and DeAndre Hopkins are yeah. very we similar both, in that regard. Like I give my money. agent 10%, you know. Nick, you ever get I that check? You can afford to Nick, give your you agent get, 10%. You ever get that check? <laughs> I mean, if I if I gave my agent... Oh, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, you represented Cody. Did you <laughs> get your 10%? <laughs> well, I forgot. No, but it must have got lost in the mail. Huh, Cody, you owe him some money. Uh, the disbursement comes uh, according to our deal later. Oh. What do you mean Fine later? Fine print. Uh, just later, doesn't matter. Later? Wouldn't worry about the exact timing of it. Are you worried about being paid by me on time? Is that something that concerns you, generally speaking? Do you like to be paid on time by people you've worked for? Yes, Cody. <laughs> Sometimes you ask these questions, you know. Oh. Do you enjoy being paid in a timely manner for the, amu- for the amount that was agreed upon originally? <laughs> what, would you do? what would you do if you didn't get paid on time and had money you were owed? Send would- a lot of terse emails. <laughs> I haven't gotten any. That's how you would handle it. I've gotten zero terse emails. So he clearly forgot. I did forget. I forgot I even repped you. 
So, you know, Clearly, I'll expect the those emails to be good. The, the relationship's fallen through. Yeah, no kidding. That's what happens when you don't get paid. I fired him. That's, oh. That's, I got him paid and then he fired my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need him anymore. I already got the check, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, what, obviously. If, what if you just did like a like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of thing where you you traded Orlando Brown Jr., used that pick to trade for Jalen Ramsey. So then you're basically breaking even. I don't have a left tackle. You find one. Draft one. Oh. Oh, I guess you can't because you this traded is, the pick. Are we? Um, is this Groundhog Day? Didn't we just do this? And then right in the middle, Taylor Luan got cut, and that was immediately <laughs> yeah, the answer dude, we that's gave. That's the thing. I played enough Madden to know that if you just <laughs> keep swapping guys, you can end up with the team you want. You just have to be relentless. Also, just get on the waiver wire and say anybody who might have 97 speed. And it's immediately like, yeah, it's like Kevin Costner in draft day. Just keep swapping assets. It seems like a good strategy. Just keep moving around. Honestly, uh, Jalen Ramsey would be a lot cheaper than whatever you'd be paying Orlando Brown on an average annual basis. And how many years are you really paying Orlando Brown for if you give him a five- or six-year deal anyway? Four? Yeah, nobody three? here is advocating to give you know Orlando Brown Jr. a long-term deal, You know deal, the part though. of that clip that you played from Brett Veach that yeah. really scared me? Okay. Was when he said the word star. He said, well, this guy's a star, so we got to get him paid. Well, that's, this is, again, no, it's, they're in Indianapolis, smokescreen. He's not publicly going to say, we don't think he's a star, But Nick. you could have just said, we we got, th- we're, gonna, we're working on a deal for him without no saying bearing, the word star. has no bearing on the negotiation. Would you have preferred if he said great player? He's a good player. Oh. You would have preferred good? Now think, he's got a downgrade think, to good? You think Bill Belichick's out here calling guys stars? I don't know, probably. No, he's not. He's don't a, follow he's a good, every quote he sends out. Good football player. Okay, that was that was not Bill Belichick. Right? That was actually my Jason Garrett. <laughs> they're very similar. In oh, what yeah. way? He's a, a good football player. I guess you need to work on you need to work on your your Bill Belichick. Okay, you work on it. <laughs> I don't What's want yours. I don't have one. Just mumble a lot. That's yeah. It's, it's just like a very soft mumble. Slowly fade your voice out. That's the key. <laughs> there was one time I watched him in a press conference answer a question, and he just like like a song from the seventies. Rather than actually finish the thought, he did just like slowly fade his voice out. You're like no, he was he in the didn't. middle of the thought. No, That's exactly what it sounded didn't. like. He's like, you know, I just think he's a really great player. What? The, you didn't finish the thought. You just slowly faded your own voice out. You have to actually finish the thing you were saying. I'm, can, I'm telling you, that's exactly what it sounded like. Why would I make that up? That'd be the dumbest thing ever to, to make up. I don't know. You've done, you've done some <laughs> dumb things. Not that dumb. All right, coming up next, we'll get to the noon hour. We'll get to what's trending and back into the situation the Chiefs front office is in when it comes to long-term deals. Plus, we'll talk a little baseball with Josh Vernier from Surprise, Arizona. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Let's talk a little bit about betting. No, not betting on football. That's in the rearview mirror. Not betting on basketball. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.